Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Happy New Year, Houston. Happy New Year. Good morning, Houston. Good morning. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Harris County, good morning, Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. How is everybody's New Year starting? I trust it's all going fine. Well, you know, I have to say one thing, though. The first day. I brought the dark New Year in with a 104-degree temperature, fever, and I feel like crap. But you know what? It's Tuesday. It's Politics Done Right. We're going to have a whole lot of fun today. And you know, when I'm speaking to you guys, when I'm working with you guys, I forget the pain. But before we get started, good morning and Happy New Year to our geniuses in the studio. How are my favorite peeps doing this morning? Well, I think it's going to be fun because you're going to be delirious with fever. So this <laughs> Good morning, Egberto, and good morning to everyone in Bangkok. Happy New Year. It's going to good be morning, a great Egberto. year. Happy New Year, my dear brother. How are you doing? Hey, you know, over the weekend, you've been sending some good stuff, man. I want to start calling you the poet. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I am endeavoring to uh, improve my writing skills for sure. You stopped using Crayolas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop, stopped writing on uh, coloring in color books. <laughs> oh, man, that's the most therapeutic thing you could do is color in a color book. Yeah, but I get too far outside the lines. Yeah, me too. You know, you know how lefty radicalists are. And yeah, exactly. Ne never can keep us in line. <laughs> <laughs> Coloring outside the lines again. Already. Uh, no wisdom this morning. I kind of had a, just didn't get one done. So I'll try to pick that up tomorrow. Well, you know what? You know, I just having you here is wisdom enough. But, you know, we always like to hear that little wisdom. But having you here is wisdom enough, my brother. Yeah. Not only that, you gave me a lot of wisdom over the weekend. So what can I say? We learned a lot about democracy and much more. But anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. The title of the show, of course, is It's a New Year. We're bringing you stories that matter on the economy, health care, and voting. And these are important topics. More so than ever, we have to be schooled on. All of us do. You know, um, one of the things that, that we, our mission at uh, KPFT as a 501c3, is to educate. That's what our mission is. We can't particularly uh, officially advocate, but we can educate. I always thought that was interesting because I always thought ad, uh, education was a, car, was a sort of advocacy for the truth, a sort of advocacy for all that is good. So anyhow, I intend to work this year very, very hard to make sure that we are not snowed by those in our politics, by those in our plutocracy to have us as we've been doing for decades, vote against our interests. And those that may, those major areas are in fact the economy, healthcare, voting. Yes, there are a lot of other social issues that we will discuss. But you solve those problems, the amount of problems that are solved. You educate yourself about those problems. It's amazing where you go from there. But anyhow, folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Do you have a New Year message before I get into the actual videos that I have uh, today? 713-526-5738. I would love to hear from you. As, as Howard said, with a high fever, I don't think I'm completely delirious yet, but Hey, if I'm delirious, you got me at the right time. 713-526-5738. Give us a call. Anyway, the first topic that I want to, uh, to, to cover is one that I, that I put out there that says, hold your horses. 
Why do you want to hold your horses? Uh, former GOP operative Stuart Stevens thinks Biden will win larger than the 2020 margin. He thinks that. I don't know. I, uh, you know, but I tell you what, uh, the alternative is not all, all that cool, right? The alternative to that is not all that cool. So let's go ahead and play that and then we'll take it on the other side as soon as I cue that baby up. This video has to do with uh, uh, Professor Johnson, as well as this Republican activist. We're talking about uh, the, the, the possibilities of Biden winning the election or where the polls are, etc. And this particular operative actually believe that by Joe Biden is going to win by a larger margin than what he won by in 2020. What's your thoughts? But Let's go ahead and play that, and then we'll take it on the other side. Jason, the election is still 11 months away. I, I think there's plenty of time to turn polls around. The Post points to some potential ways to do that. Ramp up the campaign presence in battleground states. Direct activists on how to get the word out. You know, regular campaigning. <laughs> what do you think the Biden campaign should focus on? Uh, I, I don't think this is a messaging issue, Simone. It's not like if anyone is actually paying attention, the numbers appear to be good. What Joe Biden is facing is the headwinds of people still recovering from the pandemic. You can tell me the economy is great. And we saw, as I've predicted before, we saw a slight bump in his numbers after Thanksgiving. But if people don't feel it, they just don't feel it. Unfortunately, I think no matter how much Joe Biden shares his message, no matter how much he may campaign, no matter how much they may ramp up actually putting efforts into uh, black communities and, and black men and Latino men, which are areas where they really need to focus, his best bet in 2020 might be that he's running against someone who can't make a better case. Because at this point, I think it's already set in. I think people feel the way they feel about Joe Biden. They find him to be a disappointment. They don't think he's done enough on the economy. I think the only way he can change that is saying, yeah, you may not like me, but the other guy is worse. Because messaging and talking about the numbers is not enough anymore. You know, Stuart, what do you think about this? If you were advising the president, what would you say is the best strategy? And, and let me just tell you, I think that this fighting about the poll number situation is a, is a moot point because there have been some, you know, good polls that have talked about uh, that have shown the president up over Trump. But there have also been some not good polls. I think people should just campaign. But that's just me. What say you? Um, look, I, I think the central issue here is, you know, Biden is not a poll driven candidate. There are candidates to get in races because they have good poll numbers and they run on the idea of electability. Uh, that's not his message. His message is that he's trying to save the country. And I think the comparison with, with uh, Trump is going to be stark and dramatic and is really going to be a, a turning point in American history. You know, in 2012, when I was working for Romney on Election Day, Romney and Obama both had 50 percent favorables. I don't think we're going to see anything like that again for a very long time. So I think part of the coverage of this is based on a sort of outdated uh, world in which 70 percent of the opposing party doesn't believe the president is legal. So once you don't believe the president is a legal president, what, what can you say? Well, OK, he's not legal, but he's doing a good job on inflation or he's not, I mean, it's, it, there's no message that's going to reach these people. Um, I actually think Biden is going to win by a larger margin than he did last time. And I think it's actually going to be an easier race. That is a bold prediction. OK. Well, folks, well, well, folks, I cannot agree more with that statement from uh well, from both Johnson and, you know, sometimes I think about what the, the GOP operative is saying, that just maybe we may get a big surprise that people just get sensible. Uh, Bridge MCP, thank you for that. Super chat. Anyway, folks, so, 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 so here, here is the deal. Here is the deal. Because um, when, I, when I listen to what the um, operative had to say about uh, Biden winning more so, that would be the case if the American population are allowed to be informed as to what Biden did. And of course, one of the issues right now is that they are pretty darn uninformed as far as what uh, Biden has accomplished. Now, I want to I, I want to split things up here. 
Biden is not a progressive. Okay. Guys like myself, we are progressives. We believe in a lot better policies for economic and social change in this country. Biden is not there. But Biden did take the advice of many of the progressive wing of his party, of the Democratic Party. And he did something that was a hell of an experiment that proved to be successful. And I want people to understand really what Biden did. Okay, first of all, there are structural issues in our economy. Our economy is an economy that transfers wealth from the average American citizen to a minute few at the top. That's the design of our economic system. You go to the doctor and they perform procedures on you. The procedures are nowhere commensurate with the value that you received. And that money doesn't go to the doctor. That money doesn't go anywhere else but to the few who are the shareholders and the executive. Now, some doctors may be shareholders, et cetera, so they may benefit. But the design of our economic system, the capitalist design and its implementation of our economic system, and this over, over these next few months, we're going to hammer this with examples to prove the point. This system wasn't designed for the middle class. This system wasn't designed for the poor. This system was designed to enrich the few on the backs of the many. And if in the process of doing that, we get a, a, a somewhat of a middle class, so be it. But it's not designed to do that. The mere fact that the people that make the most in this country are the ones who do the least amount of work should be probative. So let's get that out of the way. And Biden didn't change that. Biden couldn't change that. That's a structural defect in our economy. But here's the thing. What Biden did is uh, Keynesian economics says the following. Uh, Keynesian economics is what, for the longest period of time, we were running on that said the following. Whenever we hit recessionary periods, when, in other words, when people are not spending, when people are, when, when the economy starts to shrink, there is only one entity that's capable of propping that economy up. And that is the entity who can print money. Who is that? Our government, right? So, in effect, if our government goes ahead and gives tax breaks and, and gives stipends, etc., when the economy is down, it actually throws economic activity to prime the economy. That's like having a pump in your pool. You have to put some water. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. In, in the olden days, you had to put some water in it to prime it to get started. And then as it gets started, you, could, you don't need the primer anymore. That's what Keynesian economics is all about. But the Laffer Curve and all these guys, these guys who believe in supply-side economics, they don't want that. They simply believe that the people at top decide what we need to have, etc., that's how it works. All right. So we get that out of the way. So there are structural defects in our economic system that Biden never attempted to solve. No president, Obama, did not attempt to solve. All they did was throw a lot more into the economy. And if the rich people are floating, are, are, are floating even higher, well, guess what? The poor people and the middle class, they, they, they get a little bit of elevation as well. And that's what Biden did. Biden threw trillions of dollars into the economy. I want you guys to remember this. 
the idea was from the right that if you populate the economy with trillions of dollars, you are going to get runaway inflation. If you populate the economy with a whole ton of stuff, money, like Biden did, give money to people who are taking care of kids, give money to companies that are taking care of your kids, give money to businesses so that they keep people employed. I mean, it was like a free fall in money that was given away under the Biden administration. It started under Trump, but Trump mostly helped out, you know who. All right. So uh, Biden did it several times. Right. And that prevented several things. One, that prevented the economy from locking up. Number two, that made people's, uh, took a lot of people out of poverty. As soon as that was gone, people dropped right back into poverty. But it took a lot of people out of poverty. And what it proved is that poverty is the economic choice of any particular political system. The mere fact that Biden could inflate the economy such that the poverty rate Starving children was reduced, proved that government can make a difference. But let's go a little bit further. Let's go a bit further. Uh, the thought was putting all this amount of money into an economy would actually create inflation. Furthest thing from the truth. First of all, all those trillions of dollars weren't in one year, they were spread over several years. But more importantly, there is an economist called Stephanie Kelton who believed in a theory called, it's not a theory, it's actually a fact, modern monetary theory. And what it says in effect, or one of the tenets, is that our economic system has a slack in it, which means we could print a few, quite a few billions. I think at the time that Stephanie did her paper was $800 billion, we could just print and throw it into the economy. And it wouldn't have created inflation because there are enough people manufacturing goods and services that that extra amount of money into the economy would not cause any substantial rise in prices. And Biden proved Stephanie Kelton's theory. You're not going to hear Wall Street talking about this. Wall Street will say nothing about this. And you know why? Because if they get into the people's psyche, that government can make a difference. If people start to believe that government can make a difference, the theories on the right, that government is the problem goes away. But we prove government is and should be the solution of many things, not to knock the private sector, but government should be a part of the solution. Anyway, folks, give me a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713. And by the way, we're live today, 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. If you want to discuss this, if you want to talk about this, I think the phones are working. So 713-526-5738. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your New Year's message. Would love to hear. What you have to say, una vez más lo voy a repetir, I'll repeat it one more time, 713-526-5738, hit extension 2, and you will be placed on air right away, or, you know, so again, that is 713-526-5738. Where are my people calling in? Where are the women calling in? Where are the men calling in? 713-526-5738. I I don't want to move on to the other subject until I kind of digest this one. If people want to comment on this particular subject, I'd like to hear your voice. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because it's very important, especially going into this election. We have to make sure and be educated because you're going to hear a lot of crap. You will be hearing a lot of crap out of not only politicians, but out of uh, think tanks that are trying to mislead you into voting against your own interests to maintain the status quo where we take all of your work, all of your worth into the folks that are undeserving. And when I say folks that are undeserving, that is exactly what I mean. 
folks that are undeserving. I see two calls are in. I'm waiting for it to be set up. And then I'll take those calls before I go to the other video. I see that uh, Jack is setting it up. Melanie Keelan is with us from Barcelona, Spain. How are you, Melanie Keelan? Great to have you here. Let's go to Ray. Come on in, Ray. Talk to me, my brother. Happy New Year, Egberto. Happy New Year, Ray. How are you doing this morning? Oh man, I'm just uh, happy to happy to have you back. And I mean, we we definitely got a good uh, dose of the net roots footage that you had gathered, and that was a lot of good conversations you had. Now uh, on to what you were saying this morning, so we can uh, stay on topic. You know, a, a thought occurred to my mind. Uh, I, I heard what the gentleman said about Biden winning by a larger margin, mm. and. So idealistically, I would love for that to be true. Yes. The problem is in America, because we take democracy for granted. Yes. We don't appreciate it as a a whole, as a society. We don't appreciate democracy because oftentimes people go to vote and they don't get the result they feel was Mm -hmm. worthy of their vote. So they withhold their vote on the next election. And, you know, Biden can only do so much. And then the right wing is going to basically blame him for all of the shortcomings that people feel that they're having. And then say that, you know, if we were in power, this wouldn't happen. You know, voters are very the word I could say in America, voters are very fickle. And because we have this electoral college system, it really hinges on. The fact that a few people in a few key states have more power than all the other states. And it makes me sick. But you know, Ray, those, go ahead. I'm sorry. So what those people need to understand what power they hold in this particular election. So I hope they are listening. All those people in those swing states that so-called are going for Trump at the current moment, they need to wake the F up and see where they hold the power and understand if they don't make the right decision, we're all screwed. Ray, let me just say this, okay? Because in my, I sent out a newsletter earlier this week. And one of the things I said is, one of the things that I intend not to do is just talk to our, our progressive base. I am entertaining everybody because one of the things is that the people that we pay a lot of money to do consulting for, let's say, progressive values, et cetera, they, they go ahead and they stay on the coast and they don't do a lot. They, they disregard our brothers and sisters in Appalachia and all these places as if these are people that are not, aren't worth it. I believe everybody is worth it. And I am willing myself and, and many who thinks you've been, you do my three o'clock show and my six o'clock show. I am willing to engage everybody. And that's how we make a difference. Ray, I got a couple more calls, but I want to ask you to give me a quick closer. Uh, keep your eyes open. 2024. Thank you, my brother. You have a wonderful day, Ray. Let's go to Teresa. And then after Teresa will be Lynette. Come on in, Teresa. How are you, Egberto? I am doing fine. How are you? Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year to you. I'm not usually up at this hour. It's really dark outside. (laughs) 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 But I wanted to hear you, and I loved what you said. I loved what Ray said. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. No, voters can be fickle and somewhat short-sighted, and especially if they're not engaged. Mm-hmm. So, what was th- what occurred to me? What I was thinking about? I was lying in bed, not able to go to sleep, and I was thinking about a candidate that's running for state rep, and she's so passionate. She's a naturalized. Uh, her name is MJ Jimenez, and she's in the Spring area, but um, she's so passionate, a naturalized citizen, 
uh, came in to moved. I guess you know, she was in Massachusetts at age 15, came in from Mexico when her mother came to uh, live with her uh, father. Anyway, very, very patriotic, very passionate about democracy. And, mm-hmm. you know, to her, to her, it was a very important thing when she, you know, took that oath and said, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to be an American citizen. I'm going to participate. And someone asked her to run, and she's running for state rep. And I'm thinking, what can, you know, what is the responsibility of this elected official at whatever level? And my thought was, what can I do to help you improve the quality of your life as it interacts with your community and your government? At whatever level she's at. I mean, because she can talk about, I want to help do this or this or this or this. But to each voter, I think the elected official needs to say, what can I do in, in my capacity to help you improve your situation and interact in, in, in community and with your government to make everything better for everybody. Kind of like what, well, definitely what, um, what JFK said, ask not yeah. what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And you know and what, Teresa, as a, natural, as a naturalized citizen myself, that's the reason I do what I do. Because I'm like, hey, we came here for a hell of a democracy. I'll be damned if we would let anybody change what this, what the idea behind what things should be. So you nailed it, you know, and for the candidate that you're supporting, uh, we are about information and, and giving people platforms here. Have her contact us and I'll be more than happy. Anybody who is a democracy fiend. I want to talk to. So please uh, point her our way and we'll be more than happy to talk to her, Teresa. Well, I'm, I'm very interested in what you had to say about the econ- economics and mm-hmm. I want to hear more. So absolutely, I'm just, just going to hang up and then listen and exercise while I'm <laughs> Thank you very much for calling in, Teresa. And thanks for waking up, folks. The telephone number is 713-526-5738, extension number 2. 713-526-5738-713-526-5738, extension numero dos. Let's go to Lynette. Good morning and Happy New Year, Lynette. Happy New Year to you all, too, Alberto. Let me just quickly make two quick points. I want to hear more about the uh, economics that you were going to talk about. I think you should talk about that a lot more. So mm-hmm. two points. Well, one, the other brother mentioned that voters are fickle, and my phone has a delay, so please forgive me. Um, he mentioned that the voters are fickle, and sometimes that's because the policies are written in a way so that the voters don't understand, so then they may be frustrated when they go back to the poll. My second point is that I think I kind of got in on the end of it when you said that poverty is a choice. It may be a choice for the U.S., but not for the individual. No one goes into life wanting to be in poverty, just like no one goes into a marriage. They don't go into marriage looking to get divorced, and so I feel the same way about poverty. So if the U.S. can send all these dollars over to other countries for guns, for wars, they can spend the same amount of dollars here to eradicate poverty. And so, again, it's not a choice. And I just wanted to make those two points. And thank you for the work that you all do there at the station. Thank you so kindly, Lynette. Before you go, I just want to let you know that you nailed it. And as and uh, including on poverty, we proved here, our government proved that poverty, we could we could mitigate poverty if we so chose. So you're absolutely right, Lynette. Thank you so much, and you all have a great day. You too now. All right, folks, uh, 713-526-5738, extension number 2, 713-526-5738, extension number 2. I can continue with the economy, or I can go to Jamie Raskin and the president on the ballot. But if you have specific questions on the economy, look, we're here every day at 6 in the morning, so we entertain whatever questions, whatever you want to discuss. Uh, But as Lynette just said, you don't go into a marriage uh, expecting the worst. You don't grow up expecting to be poor. And she nails it when she said, if we can give, if Israel can ask for $40 billion and get it, if Ukraine can have $14 billion and get it, if Ukraine can ask for $40 billion and get it, you have to ask yourself the question. It costs a whole lot less 
to support the people who need support in this country, to give them that that helping hand to build them and bring them into the middle class. How comes we don't do that? And again, how comes we don't do that? You know, it's not a, it, it, you know, uh, there is this theory that if you do that, people will be lazy. I don't know about you, but uh, and let's first get this. I want you to look at all the poor areas. For those of you who live in Houston, I also lived while I was taking care of my daughter in D.C. for a while. And I've seen poor areas. I've seen areas, working class areas. The most vibrant places you find are those poor areas, those uh, working class areas, where every morning you see people getting up, going to the bus station, going to wherever to get to work. Americans are not lazy. Americans are, in fact, overworked. What the plutocracy likes to do is they like to use examples of freeloaders, which are not many in the aggregate, but they would use an example of a freeloader and say, look, that guy is on welfare. You see where your welfare dollars are going, right? That's what they like to say. But most people, including those on welfare, are very hard workers. People want to be, they want to do something. So the caricature that they make of poor people is just that, a caricature. And worse, if you really want to understand welfare, if you honestly want to understand welfare, let's look at our support of Israel. We just bought 15,000 shells, bombs, for Israel. At a clip of $8,000 per bomb. I repeat, we just purchased for Israel 15,000 shells to use in their, in their, uh, uh, como se llama, to use in their uh, tanks. Each of those shells costs $8,000. It costs under $1,000 to manufacture each of those shells. Okay, that means some freeloader called executive and shareholders of the of these military companies that build these things are going to make over a thousand percent. Right. Of the cost of that bomb. Who's the freeloader? Who is the freeloader? You see, we have been taught to look at your average fellow citizen, that person that is that you see at the bus stop, that person that when you're when you see them in the grocery store, they may have that star card or whatever that thing is for them to uh, get assistance from the government. And, and you have been taught to look down at them, but to look up at that executive who runs uh, uh, Martin or who runs Lockheed, all these suppliers of defense industri- the defense industrial complex that are selling bombs. You are, not, you are not taught to look at those guys as the welfare recipients they are. When you pay $8,000 for a bomb that costs $500 or $1,000, what is that person getting that free money for? And you know who isn't getting that money? The engineers, the manufacturers, the people who put that bomb together. Sorry about that. I've got a a cold and a fever, so I'm a little bit scratchy. So they're the ones who are the freeloaders. When you go ahead and the government buys food for poor people and you go to uh, Cisco or one of these big food companies that the government buys from them in bulk. And they pay a premium for that food. Who is the freeloader? You see, we have been taught to look down at our fellow citizen and look up at those who through thuggery are taking our money and robbing us blind. When, uh, when, I, I, I have a, when my, my wife had a biopsy, and uh, and I, I haven't I don't want to say too much about it because I'm going to fight this thing to the core and I'm going to publicize it. But suffice it to say, the price of that biopsy 
was the price of an electric car. I repeat, the price that they wanted to bill for that biopsy between insurance company and us is the price of an electric car. I, I want you guys to absorb that. You go into your doctor's office. They tell you you need a biopsy. You go get it. And then when the, the medical industrial complex bills you, you see $27,000. Who are the freeloaders here? Who are the freeloaders? You see, we have learned to be to look at these people like upstanding people. They, they're wearing their suits and they're, they're wearing their ties. But they're thieves. They're thugs. They're just doing it with style. The common thief goes into a 7-Eleven and, 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 and rips off a cigarette, rips off a couple of candy or, or beer and run out of there. And, oh, we want to shoot him. We want to kill him. But that guy who sells a bomb, a, a $500 or $1,000 bomb for $8,000, we revere him. He's an executive. He's a shareholder. You see how our minds are trastornados? You see how they've taught us to think in a manner detrimental to our well-being? 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. And yes, we are live today, folks. We are live today. We're back live every morning at 6. Look, I had a 104-degree fever last night. And, you know, my wife, I'm sleeping in a different room and she comes in and she's like, you're not doing radio tomorrow. And I'm like, look, it's the first day live after the holidays. I've got to do radio. I've got to do this. So, folks, give us a call. 713-526-5738, extension number 2. 713-526-5738, extension number 2. Por favor, llámame. Call me up. 713 713- Five two six five seven three eight. All right. Until I get the other call, I'm going to. We had four stories today. I wanted to stay on the economy a bit longer, but I'm going to jump to the Jamie Raskin story. That is pretty much saying Donald Trump should be. We should follow the Constitution. Donald Trump should be removed from the ballots of every state. Donald Trump, if we follow the Constitution, should be removed from the ballot of every state. Let's go with that. Take. Jamie Raskin, Jamie Raskin, our in our constitutional intellectual democratic congressman, he really nails it when he points out that unlike many of the constitutional restrictions to the presidency, the one that is that could or should take Donald Trump off the ballot is actually likely the only or one of the only self-imposed denials to the presidency. In other words, when you can't be president unless you're 30-something years old, you can't be president if you're not a natural-born citizen. There, there are these things that you have no control over, but you have control over whether you're an insurrectionist. And Donald Trump self-imposed his now denial of the ability to be president. Listen to how Raskin says it. How quickly do you think that the Supreme Court will weigh in on this? If they will at all, you assume that they will, right? Yeah. I mean, under constitutional federalism, every state is ultimately going to control its own ballot access and access to candidates for the the ballot. Um, And that is obviously difficult when we're talking about electing the president, who is the one official we've got in America who's supposed to represent the entire country, represent everybody. And so I think that the urgency is for the Supreme Court to act. But um, I think it's going to be tough for some of them if they want to keep Trump on the ballot, if they're falling for the argument that this is undemocratic. I mean, is it undemocratic that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jennifer Granholm can't run for president because they weren't born in the country? If you think about it, of all the forms of disqualification we have, the one that disqualifies people for engaging in insurrection is the most democratic because it's the one where people choose themselves to be disqualified in terms of your age or where you were born. That's not up to you. But you know, Donald Trump is in that tiny, tiny number of people who've essentially disqualified themselves. 
Raskin nails it. And I hope that little segment is played for every single Trumpist. Not that it, that they'll believe it, but for those who have a, a, a modicum of, a, of, of, of brain matter that's willing to logicalize, if you will. I hope they hear this. I hope they hear this. Anyway, let's go to Hunter, line one. Come on in, Hunter. Uh, yes. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, um, I was going to let you know, I was in Roatan in uh, Honduras uh-huh. uh, a couple months back, and they have a grocery chain there called Eldon. And we would go in, you know, at the start of the week, or we we stayed there for 10 days. We went in and we bought our groceries, and then we had to go back, you know, and then in the middle of the week, buy again. But we paid 15% less there than we do here. And I, yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing. You know, it's like, why is that? You know? Well, you know, uh, I think I, uh, I've covered over several shows that in America, we have allowed our corporatocracy the right to rip us off. OK, it is the same thing with medicines, Hunter. It is the same thing. I mean, uh, uh, you can get insulin at the tenth the cost in Canada. You can get I think it's a tenth the cost. You can get so many drugs overseas cheaper than you can uh, here. I had somebody call in and said, they they they're so happy with their doctor a younger doctor who after seeing the prices of of medications etc gave him addresses and online pharmacies with to this this customer and said i will write the prescription for you to that pharmacy overseas and they will send you the product at a fraction of the cost here in the united states we have allowed thugs to rule our country hunter and you see it when you go to honduras you you got to see it supposedly honduras is a corrupt country and even the most corrupt country isn't as corrupt as we are within with uh what we do to our own people go ahead hunter right yeah and that's what i noticed it was like um uh yeah they love they love life there that's for sure they're paying a lot less we are and for their normal you know and they have uh you know health health care that we don't have either and all these places has health care where you know they don't gouge you for that it's interesting because in Panama, Hunter, I am from Panama, Central America. I always said we have socialized medicine in Panama. Now you have to, when you're in the hospital, you have to carry your own toilet paper and all that kind of stuff, right? Because we are not rich like the United States. But everybody has access to healthcare. In the United States, the richest country in the world, people don't have access to healthcare. When you hear somebody say something like, oh my God, I decided not to have this procedure because of what it would cost. That should tell you anything. Anyway, Hunter, I got to go to Augie. Anything else you want to say real quickly? No, that's it. I just wanted to uh, bring that up and uh, like your show. Thank you, brother. You have a great day, Hunter. Let's go to Augie. Senor Augie, how are you doing this morning, sir? Hey. All right. Uh, good morning to all you geniuses there. And uh, I liked your shows last week, even though they were recorded. There were still stuff I needed to hear and people needed to hear, too. And uh, that's why I like your show. You're you're bringing information to people that uh, they need to hear. And uh, I, I appreciate volunteer. that. I, I let me just say I appreciate that a whole lot because that coming from you means everything. Because I spent quite a bit of time preparing the the recorded shows so that it would t- each of them would tell a story. And I'm you know you don't know how you make me feel when you say that. So thank you so kindly. Yeah, and uh, when I volunteer at KPFT, it's a but sometimes I, I call out past the uh, oh, people that support us with money. Uh-huh. And uh, I talk, I talk, I got a guy who said KPFT was his life and soul. He was blind when I asked him about, uh, and, uh, and he said he also spent 20 years in prison. But uh, KPFT was his life and soul listening to the station. And another time, I was out on an event at Discovery Green, and a homeless person came, and he said he needed to hear KPFT, and the only way he could hear it was on a transistor radio, 
and he donated. He only had ten dollars, and he gave me the ten dollars. And I told him, "Oh, you don't have to do that." And he said, "Yes, I do. I need to support this station." And uh, so you are having an effect, you and Howard and Jack, and everybody else here. And uh, you're t- you're telling people what they need to hear, and you are affecting people's lives because, oh. I repeat what you guys have to say to other people, even right wingers. <laughs> and eventually, uh, sometimes have an effect on them, and they'll come back later on and tell me what effect I had from learning from you guys and and from uh, other things. But just keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, I, I appreciate you, Augie. Augie, I really appreciate you, and to all our listeners, whether you're on the left or right. We want you here. Like I tell all the people at, you know, we do a lot of chats in my three o'clock show. We have a lot of right wingers in there. And, you know, a lot of folks will be like, hey, get rid of the. No, I want everybody because you know what? If you're only speaking to the choir, that's what you do. And speaking to the choir, we're here about bringing everybody into the fold. And I really thank you, Augie. And you talk about, um, let me just tell everybody, Augie, and I tell you this all of the time, you're a hell of a supporter for uh, for for uh, KPFT politics and rights as well, and uh, we do need to have people like you to keep doing what we're doing here. We couldn't do it without people like you. So thank you so kindly, brother. Yeah, and uh, nobody's perfect, and that's what people expect. Uh, right. Growing up, I remember when they talked about American heroes, they were perfect, but they didn't show us that they had faults too. They were human. Mm-hmm. George Washington never told a lie. <laughs> and uh, and I, yeah, and my boomer generation, we grew up being, you know, told all this stuff about all these perfect heroes, Davy Crockett at the Alamo and all that. Uh, they didn't know, they didn't tell us about the imperfections. And uh, some boomers said we were the last generation to believe our government wouldn't lie to us when we got sent to uh, Vietnam. That's a joke. Yeah. I hear you, brother. Look, Augie, thank you so kindly, as usual, for calling in. Let's go to Harry. Come on in, Harry. Folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738, extension number 2713-526-5738, extension number 2713-526-5738, extension number 2. Harry, talk to me. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. Uh, Feliz Año Nuevo, hermano. Yes, and to uh, Howard Reynolds and to Jack Van Denver. Well, I'll just say that this show is about edification. Augie nailed it when he talked about your show last week. I listened to all those shows. We had those doctors on talking about the economy and talking about politics. And um, as far as uh, Joe Biden winning by a lot, if he does win by a lot, you know, the country will be better off for it. And we know, as you said, Joe Biden is not a uh, leftist. He's not a progressive. You know, he can only do so much, but he's better than the alternative uh, Republicans as the mayor of politics done right on this show. Johnny is always talking about. We don't need that. And we do need Donald Trump taken off the ballot. He needs to be disqualified. And we certainly do not need someone like Nikki Haley when she made those comments and asked her about slavery. Um, and then she had to walk those comments about when she was talking about people's freedoms and stuff. And that's slavery was the cause of the Civil War. We certainly do not need her in the White House with her right-wing thinking and just about, again, those who have uh, should have more and prey on those who don't have. And as you were pointing out about that person on welfare, that the, that person on welfare had to have food stamps or um, uh, or uh, they, they get health care. They don't make enough money, and that's why they're on welfare. And as I've said on this show and said on Utah, the government is your friend uh, when you have to do that. And as you pointed out, we are not taught that these shareholders, these military companies, they just – reap the benefits off that bomb you were talking about. And um, they're the ones getting on welfare. And they're they're the ones that are enjoying welfare. They're the ones that are, um, um, what's my my train of thought? Um, They're the ones that benefit um, when 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 those bombs are sold, the prices go up, 
they make money on their stock. And exactly. so they don't do any other work. Look, so you know, education. Harry, that is what I have. Like I said, we have a lot of work to do between now and November. And what I want to stress into people, I, I want to have people redefined, redefine what they see as success, redefine what they see as the people they should look up to. You know who I look up to, Harry? I look up to my peers. I look up to you. I look up to, to, to Brother Van Breber. I look up to Brother Howard. I look up to the people that are actually making a difference in society, the ones that are actually doing things. And it took, look, it took a while for me not to, to, to see the people who are flashy, the ones that we, uh, that we look at and stand up to. It took me a while to look and say, you know what? Those are not the people making things happen. You know, I go to, you guys all know that I go to Netroots every year and I interview politicians and all these other guys, right? My best interviews, my, and you guys can see it. I do about 50 of them every time I go out there. My best interviews are people who are just doing things, helping other people in the political sphere, in the healthcare sphere, and whatever. You get a politician on. I love, you know, the politician brings you some clicks because they have a name, right? But the truth of the matter is the people that are out there doing stuff, Harry, right? Yeah. Uh, you take a, you are the ones that we, we need to learn to reevaluate um, what we consider uh, the people of value or of stature. And I look up to, like I said, my peers. I look at the, I look at the guys that are the, the, the women that are working on swing left. These are women that are out here in the community, beating the pavement, getting people to vote, getting them educated. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't tell you how much I look up to these people. I look up to these guys that were able to get an admonition on Kim Og, a, a, a stalwart in our DA's wow. office. And the reason why was because they organized. I look at those people and say they are making a difference. And we need to reevaluate. I don't look at stars. I don't look at the Beyonce or the Oprah or the or, or any of them as the stars. Actually, Oprah and Beyonce, I haven't heard them say a cliff about Donald Trump. But I see a lot of you out here working to make sure Donald Trump isn't reelected again, elected again. So, no, I look at the people who are doing the work as my heroes. So anyway, anything else, Harry, before I, I jump off of my soapbox? Oh. Um, I was in church as I usually am on on Sabbath, and I was praying about this country that it will be better, and uh, praying about all the wars with Israel and the Palestinians, and then um, um, Ukraine, and um, um, uh, hoping that those wars will come to an end, and all this violence being stopped. And also, I was praying for Darfur, the fighting that's been going on in the Sudan, that that will stop. And just praying that this country will be better and people will, will will love on one another no matter what their ethnicity is and that they will um, respect one another. And um, I'm also praying for you, Roberto. God is a healer, and I pray for your more, more success. God will help heal that 104-degree temperature, and I hope everything goes well with your wife's biopsy and your your dear daughter Ashley uh, you mentioned on the show that she's had two strokes I just hope that uh, God will um help her your, your daughter so she can continue to live because I think you said your daughter's like 32 years old yeah she yeah long a long lasting life and that she won't have any more troubles with her her, your, her health and your wife won't have any more troubles with your health. So you guys can enjoy a good uh, everlasting life and you continue thank, to do the good. Thank you, brother. Harry, I appreciate you. And let me just say one thing. Let's all pray for thing, good things to happen, but let's also go out there as I'm pretty sure brother Jay Ray, who's on the chat right now would say, we have to go mm -hmm. out there. We, we pray for good things to happen and we go out there and we physically execute things. And that's what we got to do. Thank you, Harry, for calling. Always yeah, great hearing your voice. Exactly. exactly. Take care, Roberto. All right. Anyway, folks, 713, we can probably take another call. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Extension number two. Look, folks, we had two more stories to play. 
But like I tell you, I prefer talking to you guys. So therefore, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter to uh, get all the other videos that we're going to show that we're going to show in the show today. And you can still keep up to speed with it. And of course, you can go to the blog, uh, to the to the podcast as well. Anyway, folks, 713-526-5738, extension numero dos, extension. Number two, great hearing from all the folks I missed. Let me tell you, yes, I prepared all those shows uh, to be taped, right? That we played. Six shows were taped. I still did most of my online shows live, but most of those sh- the shows on, K- on KPFT were taped. And they were taped because I think the studio was closed. But anyhow, here's the deal. Um, we're back live. We're back live. And live means hearing from you. Live means this is your show. Lives mean whatever it is that you want to talk about, whether it is a subject of the day that I'm talking about or not. As this being your show, you can call in and make change. I feel like I have to, after being off for five, six days, that I have to go ahead and uh, re reacquaint everybody to what we do here. So remember, this is your show. Call in 713-526-5738, extension number two, to provide, to, to come on, uh, to be on air. Now, one other thing. Even though we're not in fun drive right now, uh, you can always uh, call 713-526-5738, and instead of hitting extension number two, hit extension number one and say, I love so much what I'm hearing on KPFT. I want to make sure this station is around. And I want to donate to this station now. You don't have to wait for fund drive. You can actually call in or you can go to kpft.org and donate at any time. Please remember to do it in the name of Politics and Right so that the managers here see that I'm pulling my own weight, right? 713-526-5738, extension 1 to donate. Or go to kpft.org. We have about three more minutes left and I haven't heard from my two beautiful men in the studio. I shouldn't say beautiful. I should say handsome. We usually use beautiful for women and handsome for men. So how are my handsome brothers doing in the studio? Well, Jack is often mistaken for Cary Grant. There you go. And you know, I want to get on my soapbox here and say that uh, you guys have been mentioning me before Jack. That's, that's not right. You know, the stars uh, here are Egberto, Jack, and then I. I just keep the 10 cans and string going. Jack answers the phone. He hooks up the 10 cans and string when I get in. But he makes my job easier. So let's give him credit where credit is due. Because that's where it's due. And something else, they've been beating up on Nikki Haley about not mentioning slavery as part of the uh, cause of the Civil War. Everybody knows that she doesn't have to say it, but there was also other mitigating factors too. Uh, states rights was one of them. They felt like they were running over states rights and the secession. The war was to actually restore the union. At least that's what we've been taught in our schools. Yes. Slavery was bad. No, we shouldn't have had it. I was against it. I wouldn't, I would never support a slave state. However, there were other factors, economic and um, other such factors that caused the Civil War, mainly to restore the Union. So those factors all put together, because she didn't mention one, she shouldn't get beat up on. That's what I've got to say. Jack, what you got? Well, I guess 2024 is going to be the year of delirium. <laughs> you know, so and, and the uh, you know that 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 trickle down economics ended up being effervescent up economics. You know, and when we think of welfare, you know, corporates on welfare too. You know, they pull out of the tax rolls and build those bombs, and then it what well, it's a those uh, fifteen thousand bombs at eight thousand apiece was a hundred and twenty million dollars to kill with each. All right. Well, I I am in no way defending Nikki Haley. 
or taking a stand. I'm no, 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 no. I, I know exactly what you're saying, uh, uh, Howard. We don't have the time to go through that, but I get what you're saying. And what you're saying is not at all incorrect. It, it, it's context that some people are, are concerned about, Nikki, but we don't have the time for that right now. And, and by the way, so what you said is accurate. No doubt whatsoever. Okay. But well, we, we got to go. Oh, we got to go. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you so kindly. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, all our callers. Thank you very much. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.